15 Braun Court. All very fine establishments. And we thank them for helping us out today. Stay tuned for the Living Writer Show, which will be coming up as soon as I fade out this song. Listening to the Living Writer Show. I'm T. Hetzel, and uh, today uh, you're joining us for our fund ri- fundraiser, 2008. And I've got some wonderful gentlemen here in the the, the studio with me. And and Jesse Johnston, as always, is uh, taking care of things in the engineering department. Um, so welcome to fundraiser 2008, Ann Arbor, and friends in the studio. Um, (laughs) I've got um, Jeremy and Fernando and Sean, poets all. Um, uh, Sean Norton, do you want to just 
take a few minutes to say a couple things about yourself, like introduce yourself on the air and, uh, yes. you know, nothing, <laughs> not to put you on the spot no, in this snowy, that. snowy day. I see Gandhi's on the table there. This Gandhi's is... always on the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that means. <laughs> it's true. It's like, he's our, he's our spirit force. Um, all right. So go ahead, Sean Norton. Intru- yes. Please, you know, I say your Sean middle Norton. name, say whatever My middle like. name is Patrick. <laughs> There you go. And, um, and I work across the street in Angel Hall in the English department. I'm the assistant director of the MFA program in creative writing. And, and you've brought some things for us I've brought here, some things like to read, yeah. The, okay, because today we're going to be just sort of thanking goodness for uh, this station, yeah. this freeform radio station, yeah. and, uh, um, here, here. And, and being able to have some conversations <laughs> uh, all together. Everyone's... Uh, I've got, I'm pulling books out of my bag as we're talking here. So we're going to read some poems from uh, people we love, um, some living, um, some some dead writers, but living writers show it is. And the phone number is 763-3500, which we'd love you to call. Call us. Maybe you have a poem you want to read. Maybe you want to, to donate because what we really need is for you to... Um, we need money. Look, <laughs> Thank you, Fernando. <laughs> Can you guys do that a lot? That would sure. be great. Um, we need you to look into your heart and uh, and hopefully you'll find some little piece of your heart there with WCBN FM. Your Ann heart Arbor. and your pocket. Your heart <laughs> and your pocket. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think Fernando should just keep saying we need money. Okay. <laughs> we need money. <laughs> um, so yeah, do call in now. Um, and for yeah. those streaming the area code is 734T, is that correct? That's that's wonderful, yes. 734-763-3500. I'm so pleased. I finally memorized the station's phone number now. It's you know never too late to, well done. to stretch your mind, <laughs> stretch your pocket. Okay, so um, yes, Jeremy, go ahead. Uh, I'm Jeremy Hartberg. Uh, uh, I'm a second-year MFA student in the poetry program at the University of Michigan. I don't know what else. Where to say do you hearken from, Jeremy? Oh, I'm from I'm from upstate New York originally in Rochester. Uh, Sean and I both. Uh, it's like a brotherhood of Rochester. It really is, yeah. And also John Ashbery. So Marie and, Howe. Yeah. Marie Howe, yeah. There you go. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Marie, if you're listening, call us. Give us a call. Read us a poem. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, and Fernando, will you tell us a bit about yourself? Hello, I'm Fernando Velasquez. Uh, Fernando Velasquez. I come from Peru. And uh, I am a grad student here in the Romance Languages Department. I'm actually, I'm right, right now I'm writing my dissertation, and I also write poems, I guess. Yes, don't you have, you have a, a, a book, book published in? Yes. Peru. Don't be shy, come on, just tell us about it for now. Oh yeah, I, I deserve the Nobel Prize. No, <laughs> <laughs> no not at all. Um, I have actually... I have three books, uh, but one of them has been published, and the other two are like in train of being published with, uh, yeah, with a Peruvian house. I don't know what's gonna happen with that, but well. Uh, See, so it's like you're Fernando. You're like bringing the international flavor to the Living Writers Show today. Yeah, I know. I don't mean to just use you for that. He's also very handsome. The uh, ladies out there. Oh, thank you. Radio I look like Lama. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. As always, I have my wardrobe for radio on, so um, we're ready, ready to go. Um, hey, ladies. So yeah, and gentlemen out there, all kind folks listening who love writing. Uh, Sean, why don't you kick us off with um with something you've you've brought? Like you feel and Jer- or hmm. Jeremy, would you like to start? If anybody. Well, we wants can. We to... well, I've got a whole pile of quotes here. I hit the internet and found uh, quotes on community. That is. Can, could you start of, us off? Yeah, shall we? Sean, Sean okay, Norton, I've got, I'll start with community. With, Two of those. Um, 
Hmm. Okay. Why not Abraham Lincoln? So the strongest bond of human sympathy outside the family relation should be one uniting working people of all nations and tongues and kindreds. So there you go. AB baby. AB baby on community and followed by uh, Gandhi, who's on the table. Um, and the and the quote is is gendered, but uh, we don't mean it to be interdependence is and ought to be as much the ideal of man as self-sufficiency. Man is a social being without interrelation with society. He cannot realize its oneness with the universe or suppress his egotism. So there you go. Um, Why did you pick that one, Sean? I did because it kind of reminded me of public radio. There you go. Um, Interdependence with what we appreciate. I'm speaking for myself, but anyone else can chime in for what we appreciate in, in WCBN and relying on it and contributing to it as sort of one functioning thing. That's right. So that number to call, if you're feeling like, you know, expressing it, your, your so love like, for community is... Uh, 763-3500, yeah. That's right. That's Area it. code 734. Mm-hmm. If you're, you know, listening in uh, Morocco or, or Bermuda. Right. Somewhere Say, more tropical, <laughs> apparently. That's where my mind's going on the... The snowy day. Jeremy, what what do you have out there? You've got like a massive tome there that yeah. must have been very heavy on the icy sidewalks. It was. I brought my backpack, luckily, but um, <laughs> uh, I, I brought a little Walt Whitman. Wonderful. Uh, probably, you know. The, we never have one of these um, uh, symposium. No, this is not a symposium. It's very grand here. <laughs> it's a <laughs> symposium um, without a little Walt. So thanks for representing, well, Jeremy. You're welcome. Um, and I thought I'd just read from the first section of Song of Myself, and it's the, uh, it's the 1855 edition, so it'll be short. <laughs> Song of Myself. I celebrate myself, and what I assume you shall assume, for every atom belonging to me as good belongs to you. I loaf and invite my soul. I lean and loaf at my ease, observing a spear of summer grass. Thank you, Jeremy. You're welcome, T. So that's, you know, were you thinking more about like the way that this is a freeform radio station when you, you picked that rather than, you know, corporate programming? You know, that's that's exactly what comes to mind when I think of Walt Whitman, um, freeform radio. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's, and he was the master of self-promotion, too. Exa- exactly. It's a song of myself. Yeah. yeah and, and I mean, there's that connection. And then, you know, I think that I think he was on all the big radio programs of his day. So, <laughs> so. I mean, I think it works well. Yeah. Yeah. You can never go wrong with a bit of waltz. Yeah. Um, so, Fernando, as I look over to you, <laughs> um, hey, what, I th- I what do you first have on deck? Or do you have a few words to say about community or giving? Or Yes, you should give money to this community. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What's and again, that number, that number, that number <laughs> <laughs> 734-763-3500. There's, there's volunteers over in uh, the side room and they are bored because they no one's calling and let's let's yeah, try and on, get let's call. should we have some sort of a, um like jesse what do you think do you what sort of like numbers should we go for like should we shoot high for like like 10 callers in the next <laughs> i think we should definitely go high okay i don't know if 10 is even high but can we have one of those um one of those thermometers with the the things that we color in? yes we can because yeah. you're gonna start drawing one and then they can maybe mime to us how much money we're raising okay can phones s- are ringing ladies and gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> they would be able to hear them if they were ringing wouldn't they i don't know we'd hear like the faint sound of no 
<laughs> just think that could be you listener it's snowy it's you know hopefully you're somewhere warmer maybe you know you're um walking along uh with a podcast in your ear or something and mm. and you could use your cell phone um and to you call feel us. this yeah this, this yeah, urge this, of uh, calling in call us please but most likely you're at home and it's warm and there's really the one thing to do is pick up the phone. And it's a fireside chat sort of thing yeah. that we've got going on. I actually brought a candle in. It's lit. And, it's it's and, lovely. But we're watching it carefully, so don't worry about the fire. fire um, uh, God, I hope there's no fire departments listening right now. <laughs> okay. But well, if anyway, you are, call in and donate. Call in, donate call in and money. if you donate yeah. money, we'll blow the candle out. <laughs> <laughs> so anything you want, call in. Um, also, if uh, we might have some callers ca- calling in from Chicago or across the country. So um, stay tuned for that. Uh, we might have some guest stars that are calling from afar. Um, and let's see. Well, Fernando, do you have something there in your... Yes, oh, Vallejo, yeah. please. I, I brought my bilingual edition of Cesar Vallejo. Um, it's actually a great translation by this uh, guy, this poet, Clayton Eshelman. He'll be coming on the program later, yeah. like in April. And, yeah. and Fernando, you'll be joining us oh, that thank day, you. I yeah. hope. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so, too. Yeah, he's a, he's a great poet, and he's a great translator, too. And his uh, renditions of these poems are beautifully executed <laughs> and uh i really recommend this book it's it's great what, what are you going to read for us what, uh, what do it, you have chosen there the thing is that um the poems i like the most uh from vallejo are prose poems and they're usually very long but no this is this is not that long this is okay and it's, it's uh from a book called human poems and uh has no title and let's go Something identifies you with the one who leaves you, and it is the common power to return, thus your greatest sorrow. Something separates you from the one who remains with you, and it is the common slavery of departing, thus your meagerest rejoicing. I address myself in this way to collective individualities as well as to individual collectivities, and to those who, between the two, lie marching to the sound of the frontiers or simply mark time without moving at the edge of the world. Something typically neuter inexorably neuter, comes between the thief and his victim. This, likewise, can be noticed in the relationship between the surgeon and the patient. A horrible half-moon, convex and solar, covers both of them. For the stolen object has also its indifferent weight and the operated on organ also its sad fat. What on earth is more exasperating than the impossibility for the happy man to be unlucky and the good man to be wicked? To leave, to remain, to return, to depart. The whole social mechanism fits in these words. Oh, thank you, Fernando. And this guy like talked about everybody. The whole social mechanism. It's everyone, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's community. It's if super nothing community. Else is, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> super ultra community. Um, well, you're you're listening right now to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. It's our our annual fundraiser. We only do it once a year, folks. So please give us a call. Um, and that number is seven three four seven six three. 3,500, and by the end of the program, maybe we'll all be reciting that together. Um, and some sort of like uh, swelling of, uh, uh, I don't know, some joy of some sort of, if the phones start ringing, I'll stop talking, right? I can guarantee you'll You want to give money. <laughs> let's go to a short break, and uh, um, let's see, as I sort of uh, shuffle through paper here, um, let's go ahead and have uh, the song now.
Munchkin pillbox hat. Yes, I see you got your brand new leopard skin pillbox hat. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, uh, that was Bob Dylan. And in the studio today, I've got Sean, Jeremy, and Fernando. Thanks for joining me for this this fundraiser 2008. Hey, no problem. Um, <laughs> I <wouldn't. laughs> it's, it's good to respond, right? Yeah. yeah um, we're here. We're, yes, yes, yes. Thank goodness. Thanks for not um, making me do it alone, gentlemen. Um, so yeah, let's see. I wanted to mention quickly before we get back to some um, s- some poems. Fernando's actually going to read us um, the the original uh, 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 Spanish. Um, but uh, WCBN has some great uh, gifts for you. If you call, um, you can uh, pledge money and feel good about being part of, you're already part of the community, but then you can, you know, put your money where your mouth is, as they say, um, and do call and stop me from saying cheesy phrases like that <laughs> on the air. Um, and, and so, but if you do call, you can also maybe get something as well as that good feeling. You could get, there's many t-shirts. A lot of the shows have mm. um, like Dromedary Express your has shirts? a cool t-shirt. T-shirts? T-shirts, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. And it's like many different, um, <laughs> there, it says it says the station name, WCBN FM Ann Arbor, and it says Sausage for Your Ears. That's And it's like made out of, it's printed out of like sausage links uh, which is very eye-catching um, there's great mugs you know you could get for a small donation and there's a hoodie you know you might need an extra layer today it's cold so um, without further ado please do call 734-763-3500 that's right we're waiting for you and Fernando will you read for us now okay okay thank you yeah it's the same text but now in Spanish hey <laughs> Algo te identifica con el que se aleja de ti y es la facultad común de volver. De ahí tu más grande pesadumbre. Algo te separa del que se queda contigo y es la esclavitud común de partir. De ahí tus más nimios regocijos. Me dirijo en esta forma a las, individu- a las individualidades colectivas, tanto como a las colectividades individuales, y a los que, entre unas y otras, yacen marchando al son de las fronteras o simplemente marcan el paso inmóvil en el borde del mundo. Algo típicamente neutro, de inexorablemente neutro, interpónese entre el ladrón y su víctima. Esto, asimismo, puede discernirse tratándose del cirujano y del paciente. Horrible medialuna, convexa y solar, cobija a unos y otros. Porque el objeto hurtado tiene también su peso indiferente, y el órgano intervenido también su grasa triste. ¿Qué hay de más desesperante en la tierra que la imposibilidad en que se halla el hombre feliz de ser infortunado, 
y el hombre bueno de ser malvado? Alejarse, quedarse, volver, partir. Toda la mecánica social cabe en estas palabras. Thank you. Thanks, awesome. Fernanda. How did, when did you, like, first, when did Vallejo come into your, your life? What, how, how'd you find him? Very soon, because there are uh, bills with his face. <laughs> yeah, but in, in general, you... you <laughs> so, I'm sorry, that's that a very... Uh, no, no, actually, that was a very good connection back to, like, right. you know, you can donate in any form of currency you'd like. WCBN yeah. wel welcomes all, any and all, small, large Peruvian currency is actually very strong now. Donate in Peruvian currency. We throw down the gauntlet. Nice. Fernando does. Um, well, I... You start reading him in school very early, but then you read texts that are not necessarily the, uh, the more uh, the most interesting and then it, it he becomes like um, he's everywhere if you if you are interested in literature if you're interested in poetry in peru he, this guy is really important and at the same time it's in a way kind of a burden because i consider him and most people consider him so great that it's like you know very difficult to reaches heights so what most people have been doing have been trying to do since long ago is like trying to bypass him or like reinvent a language that you know could be independent from his uh, influence but he's still everywhere and i think he's one of the best poets ever do you find yourself when you're writing fernando in Are you sort of locked into a conversation with him, or are you? Have you tried to circumvent him in some way? No, I am. I am. I don't want to sound like uh, you know uh, pretentious, but <laughs> I. I feel like it's the Living Writers Show. <laughs> well, you know, every time I write, uh, <laughs> I talk to him. No, it's like <laughs> it's he's um. Well, I I I feel very comfortable, you know establishing a conversation with him and uh yes it's it's he's always there it's like the beatles <laughs> that's great i feel like now that i can just say now that you've had a little preview of a show that's coming up in april so please please callers support your living writers um please call us so that we can keep the show on the road mixed metaphor everybody is that, like <laughs> grabbing at their scowling no um well sean what what do you have what do you have there some ck i've got some ck williams uh to read I, i guess the loose connection to community in this poem and then it becomes more of a concrete connection but um i was thinking about uh what yesterday was super tuesday right so the so the uh the reach of political community And um, T is reaching at me with a zombie arm across the table. And um, for those of you at home, and uh, and you know the the idea of um, of how far that reach goes. So this poem is called Cowboys by C.K. Williams from the book Flesh and Blood, from I believe in 1986. The science fiction movie on the telly in which the world threatened by aliens with destruction is, as always, saved is really just a western with rays and jets instead of pistols and horses. The heroes crouch behind computers instead of rocks, but still mow down the endlessly expendable villains who fire back but somehow always miss the stars, except one the extra-lovable second lead. Nice guy, funny, a little too libidinal, 
who you know from minute one will teach us to die in his buddy's arms, stoical, never losing sight of our side's virtues, community, and self-denial. On the other channel, Pompeii, Christians, pagans, same story, them and us, another holy mission, the actors resonating with deep conviction, voices of manly sanctity like Reagan on the news. So that's C.K. Williams. That's great. And uh, so, I mean, somewhat, you know, it mentions community somewhat negatively. But, but yeah, so what's the spin you have for that, Norton? (laughs) The spin I have for that, T. Hetzel, is that um, we are sort of in communities no matter what we do. And so one must create a positive one at all costs and times. And so, certainly, WCBN is, is an example of that in the works. Why not support it? The number again. Is seven three four seven six three three five zero zero right seven six three yeah. thirty five hundred and plus Reagan I mean everybody seems to be dropping Reagan's name now in sort of the political conversation mm-hmm. which seems yeah. weird you know everybody's saying oh what for now no I was gonna make a, an openly political comment. Oh, go ahead. It's public <laughs> radio. Oh, yeah. It's You're allowed re- to do that here. <laughs> it is really scary to hear people talking about Ronald Reagan in those terms, especially when you come from Latin America and your memory of Ronald Reagan uh, is related to, you know, a very invasive, uh, a very sure, invasive yeah. policies. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a very invasive and yet shellacked. Right? <laughs> that would be my, my Reagan summary. <laughs> Good thing I don't usually get to do anything, you know, political. <laughs> Living writer show. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, they published his diary, so good thing none of us. <laughs> anyway. Um, have you read it yet? or? No. Have you, Jeremy? Would uh, you like to? I actually haven't. Have... I, ha- I haven't had a chance yet. No. I haven't picked it up. It's, on, it's obviously on the bedside table. Yeah. It's, 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 on, the, it's on the docket. <laughs> Maybe to transcend uh, this um, this thing about characters in uh, in the political scene in in this country, um, I would recommend a book that that deals with Reagan and Margaret Thatcher, but it's a uh, from a completely different point of view. It's called "A Brief History of Neoliberalism" by David Harvey, mm-hmm. who, who a lot of people probably know. He's mm-hmm. a a very a brilliant uh, British geographer, I think it's British, yeah, and he deals with those years and what was uh, these, pe- these two people's legacy, and it's really interesting and compelling. Oh, well, there we go. So there's a book that you to put on the, the old <laughs> to, bookshelf, To really put right? on, the, on yeah. the nightstand. Exactly, yeah. yeah. A Brief History of Neoliberalism by <laughs> David Harvey. Okay. <laughs> And that was brought to you by Fernando's radio voice. (laughs) So, yeah, it's a fundraiser 2008. I mean, Reagan would would be somehow driving up costs and trying to drive us out of town. (laughs) Just kidding. Now I'm going to stop. He can't even defend himself. I'm going to stop besmirching Reagan's name. Um, But do call us because uh, to keep to keep uh, keep. Keep donating, folks, because uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but we're a bit behind on what we're where we're hoping to be. So if Jeremy had drawn the thermometer, uh, which he hasn't worked on yet, just so everyone knows, um, <laughs> our thermometer wouldn't be sort of uh, reaching its its uh, notch in the mercury yet. So please, this please body call is us. really cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Please call us seven three four seven six three. 
3500 um uh, we need you uh and we need your voice and um you can get a t-shirt you can get a mug you can get a hoodie um you can get that good feeling that only comes from giving it the gift of freeform radio to yourself and others <laughs> okay <laughs> anyway um so do you uh, fernando do you have something you'd like to read for us or jeremy maybe maybe yeah. you do sorry i didn't mean to no 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 it's go, right. go <laughs> well this is this is a poem by um Naomi Shihab Nye, and it's it's oh, yes. it's a bit more complimentary about uh, community than CK, I think, um, <laughs> and also avoids uh, talking about Reagan at all, which is probably a positive. Thing. <laughs> at this point, <laughs> right? It's called "Wandering Around an Albuquerque Airport Terminal." After learning my flight was detained four hours, I heard the announcement. If anyone in the vicinity of gate 4A understands any Arabic, please come to the gate immediately. Well, one pauses these days. Gate 4A was my own gate. I went there. An older woman in full traditional Palestinian dress, just like my grandma wore, was crumpled to the floor, wailing loudly. Help, said the flight service person. Talk to her. What is her problem? We told her the flight was going to be four hours late, and she did this. I put my arm around her and spoke to her haltingly. Shu dao a shu biduk habitui stani stani shue min fadlik show bit si we. The minute she heard any word she knew, however poorly used, she stopped crying. She thought our flight had been canceled entirely. She needed to be in El Paso for some major medical treatment the following day. I said, no, no, we're fine. You'll get there, just late. Who's picking you up? Let's call him and tell him. We called her son, and I spoke with him in English. I told him I would stay with his mother till we got on the plane and would ride next to her southwest. She talked to him. Then we called her other sons just for the fun of it. Then we called my dad, and he and she spoke for a while in Arabic and found, of course, they had ten shared friends. Then I thought, just for the heck of it, why not call some Palestinian poets I know and let them chat with her? This all took up about two hours. She was laughing a lot by then, telling about her life, answering questions. She had pulled a sack of homemade mamul cookies, little powdered sugar crumbly mounds stuffed with dates and nuts out of her bag and was offering them to all the women at the gate. To my amazement, not a single woman declined one. It was like a sacrament. The traveler from Argentina, the traveler from California, the lovely woman from Lardo. We were all covered with the same powdered sugar and smiling. There is no better cookies. And then the airline broke out the free beverages from the huge coolers non-alcoholic, and the two little girls for our flight, one African-American, one Mexican-American, ran around serving us all apple juice and lemonade, and they were covered with powdered sugar, too. And I noticed my new best friend, by now we were holding hands, had a potted plant poking out of her bag, some medicinal thing with green furry leaves, such an old country traveling tradition, always carry a plant, always stay rooted to somewhere. And I looked around that gate of late and weary ones and thought, 
This is the world I want to live in, the shared world. Not a single person in this gate, once the crying confusion stopped, has seemed apprehensive about any other person. They took the cookies. I wanted to hug all those other women, too. This can happen anywhere. Not everything is lost. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, let's, let's take a short break. You're listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. It's our fundraiser 2008. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, uh, it's the Living Writers. It's Living Writers right here on WCBN FM Ann Arbor uh, Fundraiser 2008. Um, call us. Call us. Um, 763 
3,500. I wanted to just read off a few people uh, that that have been on the show. Uh, Maybe you heard some of these programs. Uh, Sherman Alexie was the first guest uh, that I ever got to talk with. Um, So I'm always forever grateful for him because I think that's the only reason why they let me keep doing this job um, (laughs) of living writers. Um, So we have Sherman Alexie, Michael Byers, uh, who who loves radio, uh, Radawet Lapsharoensap, um, we had Jason Breedel, Kristen Hirsch, the museum, the museum, <laughs> the museum of Kristen Hirsch, uh, brought to you by T. Hetzel, no, the musician, uh, Susanna Moore, Travis Holland, Elizabeth Hyde, Michael Dickman, uh, Phoebe Nobles, uh, Jenny Ferrari Adler, Philip Crimble, Susan Hutton, Stephen L. Carter, Thylias Moss. I'll come back with some more names, but those are just some of the names that you've heard um, within the last few months on Living Writers. Um, so, Sean, you've got a, a poem for us, uh, also featuring an airplane. Yes, yeah, I do. And um, first, I'd like to compliment that lineup, T. Those were great writers. So, I'm appreciative. I always listen in. And thank you for running this great show. So, uh, this oh, poem... Oh, go on. This, <laughs> <laughs> this poem is by Joshua Beckman, and it's from his book, Shake. And it uh, just has three stars at the top of the page so I'm going to take those to be the title and just read the poem beautiful rounded earth we accept so your fluorescence the night coming into the town in each person's heart the soulful advance over water our airplanes make the darkness that is water around them that we might be in equal sleep with others and so to see the world as we have made it Terry, this poem is for you. The omelet was great. I like to get high and talk about children. The most optimistic version of architecture is following this amazing chain of friends into the world and helping them dawdle there. But it's just not how it is. How it is is people like blueberries so they climb mountains. People like snowstorms, so you move north. People like people so they invite them behind the restaurant to get high. As I sit here in my low-flying plane, I think about all the effective coffee, and I think about the wonderful drawing a town makes without knowing. It is night, and even in brutal countries like our own, the human beast belongs first to friendship. Later fields, later hills and dales, later square and unit, rent and sublet. My America is still one overrun with gentle preference and able give. All week a friendly, thorough want kept washing over me, a hamburger, a lecture, a getting off the plane, that I might some day be a painter still, spending money, Dave, the girl at the Strand, Franz Klein, John reminding me that some people work way harder than I do. Above the world we fly, in Pennsylvania we retire. The best part of the story about the house in the woods and the dirt road and the bar is the house in the woods, the dirt road, and the bar, and that your vacation will come, may it come soon. Air and leaves a stream. Later I will tell you about my neighbor and how she gave me a dime off my soda, how stupid with sugar and temperate elevation I was, and other things, that people all at once can be kind and thoughtful. Thank you, Sean. You're welcome, to you. Thanks, Fernando. Um, do you have Do you have yours? Your poem chosen yeah, over here. I'm going to repeat. I'm gonna read Vallejo again. Oh, great! Okay. Yeah, because he has this poem. He has this poem that's a very. Uh, it's like the quintessential poem about you know 
community, I think. Yes. And it's from his book, Spain, Take This Cup From Me. And it's about the Spanish Civil War. And, um, okay, I'll read it. It's called Mass. At the end of the battle, the combatant dead, a man approached him and said to him, Don't die. I love you so much. But the corpse, alas, kept on dying. Two more came up to him and repeated, Don't leave us. Be brave. Come back to life. But the corpse, alas, kept on dying. Twenty, a hundred, a thousand, five hundred thousand appeared, crying out, So much love and no power against death. But the corpse, alas, kept on dying. Millions of individuals surrounded him with a common plea, Don't leave us, brother. But the corpse, alas, kept on dying. Then, all the inhabitants of the earth surrounded him. The corpse looked at them sadly, deeply moved. He got up slowly, embraced the first man, started to walk. Thank you, Fernando. That was that was that was lovely. That's great. Yeah. Call in, please. Um, we did just have a caller, which is really exciting. Um, Michael Gray has a has called in for his support and to say hi to Sean Norton. Oh, hello, Mike Gray. How are you doing out there in Los Angeles? So, and thanks for listening <laughs> and calling. <laughs> We're just so pleased. Um, Oh, great. And we've got another caller on the line. Um, uh, Katie Hartsock is is joining us uh, from Chicago. Uh, Katie, Katie, can you? No. Okay. This is where it gets to be kind of funny where I say, can you hear me? Can you hear me, Katie? Katie, are you on the line? Hello, Katie. Um, Katie? Well, she'll join us when she can. She'll she'll just chime in whenever the the um, when when she is able to <laughs> we know she's out there <laughs> so uh poet katie hartsock is going to be momentarily uh joining us and reading a, a poem that she's chosen uh to support um to support wcbn fm's annual fundraiser 2008 i make it sound like it's one of those big monster truck rallies right <laughs> and it's living writers it's not even like it's a monster truck music show um let's see we've got also a thanks to uh toby uh toby mix uh mixtra donated uh some great funds to us um and he's got art at ambrosia so go and yeah go check it out um thanks so much toby thanks uh thanks for uh calling in and supporting wcbn fm yeah thank you um so all right well you know what we're gonna see see what um, what happens? Uh, is Katie is Katie on the line, Jesse? Jesse, the engineer. T, would this be a, a time for a quote? For, yeah, about can we community? have a quote? Sure, and then, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we all remember Cicero saying, uh, we were born to unite with our fellow men and to join in community with the human race. Thank you, Cicero. <laughs> that, that's very, very well said, Cicero. And, and we all do, we all do remember Cicero saying that. I remember he was in that nice white toga. No, just yeah. kidding. All this, bring out. I'll just trot out all like the ancient stereotypes there. It was, it was on um, the diag, right? Yeah, it was totally on the diag. Um, do you have another quote that you'd like to say, Sean? <laughs> Sean's been the quote master. Uh, well, there's um, always the Groucho Marx. Uh, oh, please, I would never please. belong to a group that would accept someone like me as a member. <laughs> but we do accept you, listeners. So, 763 3500. And is Katie Hartsock right. with us now? Katie, are you on the line? 
<laughs> this will just be com- com- comedy. <laughs> like, we'll just keep it. We have our invisible friend Katie joining us. What about that? Oh, oh, Katie, there you are. Hi. I can hear you. Oh, great. Oh, great. Katie, so thanks for joining us. Um, do you Thank have. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's, it's great. So you're in Chicago and um, you're at the Poetry Foundation right now, right? Yes, I am. Uh, um, what, what do you have to read to us? Well, uh, I have a poem by Constantine Cavafy, which um, praises community and warns against excessive love of money, which means that listeners should be donating money to support the community. Yay. <laughs> to, to WCBN <laughs> FM, and uh, that number is... <laughs> 763-3500-T. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Well, here, here it goes. And great to hear all of your voices in Ann Arbor, a community I miss very much. So... Great to hear your voice, Katie. Yes. Okay, the poem is called Epitaph. Stranger, I, a man of Samos, lie beside the Ganges. On this thrice barbarous earth, I lived a life of pain, toil, and lamentation. This grave beside the river echoes many woes. An insatiable longing for gold pushed me into cursed commerce. The tempest cast me on the Indian coast, and I was sold as a slave. I wore myself out, up to old age. I labored breathless, deprived of a Grecian voice, and far from the shores of Samos. Now, therefore, I suffer nothing horrible, and I do not march mourning to Hades. There I will be with my compatriots, and henceforth I shall be conversing in Greek." Thank you, Katie. Oh, that was wonderful to have some Kavafi added to the... Uh, excellent to have added him. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. You have to come... When you're next in town, you have to come by the studio. I will. I'll Th- see you then. See you then. Thanks for your support. Katie thanks. Hartsock, everybody. Katie Hartsock. Um, bye. Bye. And thanks to Jesse for lining that up, too. That was great. Great engineering. All right. Thank well, you, Jesse. <laughs> all right. So on that note, um, WCBN, FM, Ann Arbor, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with Living Writers. Love are in the belfry. Oh! 
We swore we'd be together doing this fundraiser 2008 till we die. All right, now I've done it. Does anyone else want to sing? Usually someone sings. I just did it. Hold yeah. on to your love. <laughs> That's right. There's I love little... Shade. <laughs> There's Fernando there. Um, all right, well, welcome back. If you're just joining us, it's Living Writers Fundraiser 2008. And uh, we have had four or five callers during this time, and we are just tickled pink, we're, right? Is that yeah. safe to say? Yeah, we're halfway, we're halfway up the uh, thermometer. That's right. Woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish we had some cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Well, um, the body's still blue, but it's already moving. It is. It's moving. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> coming back to life. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> That's what we're all about. Um, okay, and other. I wanted to also like add a few more names uh, that have been on the show: uh, Peter Marcus, Dr. Christine Montras, um, Nick Santora, Bill Miller, uh, Sean Norton, our very own Sean Norton, Nami Moon, Stephen Gillis. Charlie D'Ambrosio, um, Dan Gerber, Nicholas Montemarano, Rawi Hodge. So there's a few more names throwing out there. You might have heard those shows. Um, and those are those are ones from, you know, months ago. So um, anyway, well, here we sit, gentlemen. Um, and Jeremy, you've got you've got a poem for us. I do. And oh. And, and also, <laughs> I, the station ID, I've been saying it so often, uh, WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, you're listening. Uh, you're listening, and maybe you're even calling, and maybe you're pledging, and, and that would be amazing. And actually, Jesse, maybe we could even get, like, later on, like, Ginsburg. We could maybe get the Ginsburg blurb in there or something. Yeah, we can definitely awesome. do that. Awesome. Okay. I just said awesome, and I said it twice. Great. This is, I'm on a roll. Jeremy, please read. So. Uh, this, is, this is a poem by uh, James Wright, uh, and... Uh, and uh, um, I, I think that uh, it's it's a kind of about community. It's about the community of um, of Martin's Ferry, Ohio, in honor of Katie, who's also an Ohio poet. Um, and it's, it's called "Autumn Begins in Martin's Ferry, Ohio." In the Shreve High football stadium, I think of Polacks nursing long beards at Tiltonsville, and gray faces of Negroes in the blast furnace at Benwood and the ruptured night watchmen of wheeling steel, dreaming of heroes. All the proud fathers are ashamed to go home. Their women cluck like starved pullets, dying for love. Therefore, their sons grow suicidally beautiful at the beginning of October and gallop terribly against each other's bodies. Thanks, Jeremy. You're welcome, T. You know what? We actually, um, uh, Charlie McLeod, uh, a writer and a listener across the country, he had emailed for that 4th of July show that poem. Mm-hmm. So it's great. It's like it's almost like you were here for that. You know, it's like bringing the spirit of, um, I don't know, our community. Anyway, it's kind of, it's interesting, isn't it? Like the living writers community, people coming through town and the great people, the writers who live here in town. We're, so, we're sort of s- spoiled for writers writers and poets everywhere right 
Well, that actually... Folks. That's, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. Right, I know. I wish, I wish I had said something more profound, too, to actually warrant that no, pause. No. <laughs> I'm going to work we, we, on we were all, we were, are good. Yes. Yeah, yeah we were all thinking about it, and we were, we were, we were just we were pondering. Yeah, and, sure. And anyway. Just Cer- for a moment. Certainly, it reminded me of a quote by Kurt Vonnegut. Um, <laughs> George Saunders loves Kurt Vonnegut. George Saunders so, just on the program. And so does Mike Gray. Mike Gray, thank you for donating again. Um, what should young people do with their lives today? Many things, obviously, but the most daring thing is to create stable communities in which the terrible disease of loneliness can be cured. So, yeah, that does remind me of that, T. I mean, the sort of expanded community of writers that we get to sample from and join into through the Living Writer Show and through WCBN in general. And uh, so young folks out there, help to build that stable community by <laughs> donating what cash you have or what Yes, any gift, you can, you small can go, yes. or large, anything. Sean, what's, what's that number? That number, Jeremy, is uh, area code 734 for those of you streaming, 763-3500. Fill out that thermometer of happy, happy money. So. <laughs> happy Mercury. No, mu- Mercury money. Okay. Oh, that'll be great. And thanks. And tea? And thanks. Yeah. I think that uh, they can donate <laughs> online at wcbn.org, and you can also see the premium uh, oh, possibilities that people can receive if they donate. Thank you. That, that Jesse points out a good thing. You can go to wcbn.org, um, and you can take a look at the T-shirts, all the different designs, um, and the mug, and the hoodie, and um, and you can also, yeah, you can make your donation right there online. Really easy, and and completely safe. Um, it, it's, yeah, completely. I'm a bit, um, I kind of lean towards the Amish way of things, so I would need to be reassured of it, but it is. Everything's, everything's uh, yeah, please, just give us, Give us some, some, show us your support. Show us some support. Donate now. Call now, in fact. Let's have a few more callers. We're almost there. We wanted 10. We wanted 10. So we need, can we have four more? Please, four more people call. Um, come on. Come on. <laughs> Push it over the top. That's right. <laughs> you know, it's like what Ibsen said. Um, a community is like a ship. Everyone ought to be prepared to take the helm. So, folks. Take the helm. <laughs> take, the, take the Don't let this opportunity pass you by. Yes, I mean, come on. 763-3500. WCBN. Um, annual fundraiser 2008. Um, next week, uh, just in case you guys were wondering who's going to be the writer on the show next week. I am, yeah. yeah. I want to know, yeah. Yeah, uh, Charlie Baxter. Ooh. Charlie Baxter will be here. He's going to be coming through an arbor. So with his new book, The Soul Thief, um, Bishop might be interested in that. Amen. <laughs> Fernando Amen. also yeah. uh, moonlights as as a bishop. Um, some some weekday evenings <laughs> at Old Town. Okay, and then <laughs> the next uh, the following week, then we've got um, uh, Randall Kennedy with his book Sellout um, coming through town. So he'll be here in the um, in the writer's chair. Um, <laughs> it's that that fictive chair that. Only exists in my imagination, apparently. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to the living writers, all people out there in the world. Um, yeah, we really appreciate it. I do, and I know Jesse, the engineer, does as well. And uh, let's see, uh, Fernando, did you have a poem that you'd like to read for yeah, us? Yeah, I finally found a poem by Cavafy I wanted to read. Oh, great to add to uh, Katie's Cavafy uh, offering. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, it's it's. I think it's very appropriate for these times of. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you'll see. <laughs> it's called "Waiting for the Barbarians." 
What are we waiting for, assembled in the forum? The barbarians are due here today. Why isn't anything happening in the Senate? Why do the senators sit there without legislating? Because the barbarians are coming today. What laws can the senators make now? Once the barbarians are here, they'll do the legislating. Why did our emperor get up so early? And why is he sitting at the city's main gate on his throne in the state wearing the crown? Because the barbarians are coming today, and the emperor is waiting to receive their leader. He has even prepared the scroll to give him, replete with titles, with imposing names. Why have our two consuls and praetors come out today wearing their embroidered, their scarlet togas? Why have they put on bracelets with so many amethysts and rings sparkling with magnificent emeralds? Why are they carrying elegant canes, beautifully worked in silver and gold? Because the barbarians are coming today, and things like that dazzle the barbarians. Why don't our distinguished orators come forward as usual to make their speeches, say what they have to say? Because the barbarians are coming today, and they're bored by rhetoric and public speaking. Why this sudden restlessness, this confusion? How serious people's faces have become. Why are the streets and squares emptying so rapidly, everyone going home so lost in thought? Because night has fallen and the barbarians have not come. And some who have just returned from the border say, there are no barbarians any longer. And now, what's going to happen to us without barbarians? They were, those people, a kind of solution. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Fernando. That was great. Um, some more Constantine Cavafy. Always a great voice to hear. Um, I think... Do you all mind if I read one by James Tate? Oh, please do. Um, please do. Because yeah. yes. you, just, you just saw him in AWP, right, with Jason Breedle. You, you guys went and heard James Tate Yes, we did. Yeah, that's a community in itself, the Associated Writing Programs Conference, which this year was in New York, and James Tate read, and we all enjoyed it. Because he's, he's, he's great. All he right, great. So, uh, so I'm going to read one uh, that's called It Happens Like This. I was outside of St. Cecilia's Rectory, smoking a cigarette when a goat appeared beside me. It was mostly black and white, with a little reddish brown here and there. When I started to walk away, it followed. I was amused and delighted, but wondered what the laws were on this kind of thing. There's a leash law for dogs, but what about goats? People smiled at me and admired the goat. It's not my goat, I explained. It's the town's goat. I'm just taking my turn, caring for it. I didn't know we had a goat, one of them said. I wonder when my turn is. Soon, I said. Be patient. Your time is coming. The goat stayed by my side. It stopped when I stopped. It looked up at me, and I stared into its eyes. I felt he knew everything essential about me. We walked on. A policeman on his beat looked us over. That's a mighty fine goat you got there, he said, stopping to admire it. It's the town's goat, I said. His family goes back 300 years with us, I said, from the beginning. The officer leaned forward to touch him, then stopped and looked up at me. Mind if I pat him, he asked. Touching this goat will change your life, I said. It's your decision. He thought real hard for a minute and then stood up and said, what's his name? He's called the Prince of Peace, I said. God, this town is like a fairy tale. Everywhere you turn, there's a mystery and wonder. And I'm just a child playing cops and robbers forever. Please forgive me if I cry. We forgive you, officer, I said. 
and we understand why you, more than anybody, should never touch the prince. The goat and I walked on. It was getting dark, and we were beginning to wonder where we would spend the night. So... Thank you so much, Sean, Jeremy, and Fernando, F- Fernando, for being here on the <laughs> on Living Writers today for our fundraiser 2008. Thanks to all the listeners who thank you who ten uh, listeners thank, yeah <laughs> yeah thanks and please uh, please keep in mind uh, we 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 love you and we hope you love us. <laughs> How's that for a shameless plea? Um, call the station seven three four seven six three thirty five hundred. Right. And, uh, and please, love for money. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, th- thanks again to Sean and Jeremy and no, Fernando. Thank you, thank you very much. And, yeah, uh, and the Living Writers Show until next week with Charlie Baxter. Right. Yeah. Allen Ginsberg here, announcing that this is Station WCBN FM Ann Arbor, your Dharmic Free Speech Station. What's that writing on your everything? It isn't anything at all. Oh, gotta see, gotta know right now. What's that writing on your shelf? In the bathrooms and the bad motels. Yeah.